It's the Mark Husson Show. Time for you to expect something wonderful. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's Mark. (laughs) How you doing? It's so good to be back with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, we have some things to remember and to relearn, and one of them is going to be um, how we do the phone lines. And um, the there is a link that um, I send out to you if you are. It's also on my Facebook page, but you can. There's a link that goes. Um, in the email that you can use if you're calling in, we need to use that link. And I'm going to try to get that posted to you here in the room so we can have, um, so there's not a lot of confusion, but eventually we'll get this down. Don't worry about it. It's definitely exciting time. And I'll post that here in just a minute. I want to say hi to you first. Uh, So callers, if you're in, if you're on hold, you will need to fill out a form and I'll make sure that that form gets to you. Okay. So thank you all. It's good to see you. <laughs> Let's go say hi real quick over in the Facebook page. So you guys know that you can go to one, two radio.com, click the chat link that is in the left-hand column and it'll take you over into the Facebook page where we sort of have a private room and uh, awesome. Christopher will let you in. He's my producer. Um, and he'll let you in and you just come and join the show. You don't have to talk, but definitely if you do talk, I'll hope to see it. Maybe you have to get it after the show. Evie, <laughs> you're in the room. I love it. Well, welcome. Uh, Jenny, thanks for being here. Thank you guys very much. Mary Kennedy hasn't been a hundred years, you guys, right? It just feels so weird to be so gone and then so back. Hi, Cindy. Christina LaFrance, awesome show. I listened to the whole thing. You're so smart. (laughs) I have to follow you? What is that? Um, So thanks for being here. Hi, Terry. Welcome. Both Terry's. I got Terry Campbell and Terry Powell. How are you? And Renee, thanks for coming. Jane, did I say hi to you already? It's good to see your face, at least to to see your name in the room. C.A. Brooks is in the house. Hi, C.A. Thank you. (laughs) You know, C.A. still does the Power Peak, you guys. Um, and the Power Peak is now posted on One Two Listen. So you have access to that anytime you want. One Two Listen.com, 12Listen.com. Remember that place? That's still going strong. How old is that? And the psychics are cooler and hotter and sweeter than ever. Um, hey, Leslie, welcome. Tiffany, good to see you, honey. Thank you. And thanks for your lovely note. Again, Christina Miller, good to see you. Donna, has it been too long, really? Miss Cat, how you doing? Good to see you. Yanira, thank you for coming, Shelly. Oh my gosh, Shelly. <laughs> I know. It's like way too long. Really, really. Hi, Ellsworth. Welcome to the room. Oh, look at that. <laughs> nice gifts, you guys. Hey, listen. Hey, April, welcome. I'm glad you made it. I know you're not having uh connect you're not having fun with connections. You're just gonna have to figure it out after. I'm sorry. Listen to the replays or I'll upload it. Elizabeth, thanks for coming. Rebecca, hey, Doreen. Oh my gosh, you guys. Memories out the butt. I'm so excited. Hi, Anita. Thanks for coming. Lynn, hey, you guys, listen. You can still get us at TuneIn. You can still do On Demand. We are getting the the app fixed. It's like four grand to do that thing, right? So it's taken me that long to save the money. And now I don't want to spend it on that because I got to live at home. So, but I'm going to do it. I am. I'm going to get that app back so we can play and listen a little easier with each other. So thank you. So how are you? I mean, it has really been amazing. This is, this has been a journey. I feel like a different guy, but I'll tell you, I'm still in there because you're, you're going to hear that when, when, when I, when I sort of loosen up and kind of come play with you in a really my regular way, which is at weekly. I'm going to be here weekly. I'm going to, I'm going to be for you. And if I can do it more, I'm going to do it more because this just worked out too perfect. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my journey. Today's a full moon. You know that I'm also going to talk to you a little bit about what the planets are doing. Did you hear about the continent they discovered with not a single trace of COVID-19 on it? Right? It's called my butt. (laughs) That's how much I've been eating. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't stop. I don't care. If I'm going to die, I want to die happy with a lot of food in me. Um, But, you know, I'm a cancer, so what am I going to do? 
sit at home and diet. That's just not going to work for me. And so I got a TV happening. I just increased my cable. I don't care, right? I just don't because I got to be, I got to stay in touch with what's happening. The pop culture calls me. So I hope you're enjoying yourself and eating right. Don't follow what I say ever. Uh, but I am having some fun. <laughs> and so, you know, you get to go have the food put in the back of your car. And since I'm such an outdoorsy type, I sit in and John goes to the grocery store and lifts his hood and um, they put it in there and I get to do the ordering. So I'm like, mm, oh, look at the Cheetos are on sale. <laughs> so what the hell? Anyway, I'm having a good time. Really, I am. Um, and I don't ever not think about you. I I love my job. And I'll tell you about that journey here in just a second. But I did do, um, I have been working with the staff. You know, some of the staff have never seen me. They saw a picture of me. Some of you have never seen me. Uh, so I did a video with them. We did Zoom video. We had a meeting. And I took a shower. I put makeup on, got my shirt on, and met my staff. And it was really lovely because they are really lovely people. I am so thrilled to they stay connected with me and they are a part of everything that's happening. And they're at one, two, listen, you guys, and they're teaching. And they, if you're in a place where you need support, they're there for you. And we're not freaking out. We're lowering our prices regularly. Uh, we have sanctuary times, which is in the morning and at night, 5 a.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Pacific for four hours where we super lower the prices so people can call in and feel safe and get some questions answered. And we send free minutes a lot more frequently. We're trying to be as generous as possible because that's really what it's about. Um, and it keeps everybody happy and keeps everybody in business. So if you need some help, reach out. If you don't need it, then tell people about us. Let people know One Two Listen is there for them and One Two Radio as well. Now I have uh, something I want to post. Um, one of the things that I got really obsessed about was how to help. Um, and I'm just going to put this link in there, see if it works. Um, it does. It's just a, an interactive link on what you can do to help in the coronavirus crisis. It isn't going to cost you anything. And it's a big list, a guide to helping and getting help during the coronavirus crisis. So there's numbers there. There's places you can donate. There's even places I have a text where I text and they text me back that I just bought masks for 10 people. Um, whenever I get a little extra, I try to do that. Now I'm not altruistic on any level. I'm a, I, I do believe that we need to help each other and that's really what it's about. And maybe that is altruistic, but, um, not before my Cheetos get bought and eaten. See, that's what I'm saying about not altruistic, but, um, I do think it feels really good to, when we get scared that what we can do sometimes is extend that little part of ourselves to others and comfort somebody who might need us or comfort somebody who is really freaking out. I know that, you know, it's kind of weird now. I think I was born with a natural social distancing gene. Jupiter and Virgo is what it's called. So remember my old thing? This is why I'm still alive. <laughs> remember my old thing about going to Whole Foods and eating out of the bulk thing? I hate seeing people do that, reach their nasty ass fingers in the, in the bulk thing and eat it. And then put their fingers back in it. And they said, we just wanted to see if it was fresh. And so I never did bulk food. Well, they need to stop that practice anyway now. And I think most people would stop doing it anyway. I think bulk food is going to go away. I mean, just because of that very reason. But um, my natural social distancing did that. I mean, where I have a natural disgust of your body fluids. I think it kept me alive during the AIDS crisis. Um, it's just, you know, I had a Virgo mother. So we have that Virgo mother club. And then I have that Jupiter and Virgo. So, and I'm not saying Virgos are all like that, but the Virgos I know when they're doing that part, like Jeannie, right? <laughs> my, my friend Jeannie has a Virgo partner. That house, let me tell you, if you were the coronavirus, you'd be scared to go in. Um, she's got chairs on the outside, so all friends have to meet her outside <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> and um, she doesn't care who you are. You sit on that porch six feet away from the other chair. And after I, I, I was teasing her, I said, you know, we're all going to get it and die. And you're going to be here living and laughing and alone <laughs> with each other, which is good. But it is um, 
my point is the Virgo thing is kind of like it, it kind of gets us. Now, Virgo is very similar to Aquarius, as some of you remember. And um, the 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 thing is, I think Aquarians are actually more OCD than Virgo. In fact, way more, honestly. I think that what where their similarities are is when you have Aquarius is they have this decision that they've made in their mind and they honor it. Okay, they honor it fully because whatever picture is supposed to be the way it's supposed to be, Aquarius honors it. Right. So it's up there. So the the idea that we have um, Saturn right now in Aquarius. Right. And we're having social distancing. It makes a lot of sense to me um, because Saturn's going to go retrograde uh, and then it's going to go back into Capricorn, and then it's going to go back into Aquarius again, which means we're going to be doing this again. So it's like, I mean, I feel blessed that I love my home. I feel blessed that I love being alone. I mean, it's kind of not really alone because I have an amazing being that that said he'd grow old with me. Um, he's just beat me to the punch. But um, <laughs> um. So yeah, in that sense, I feel lucky, and I do. Th- I do know there are people who are alone and who um, who have to face this. I heard Christina talking about that too, which is a very Aquarian thing to think about. Aquarians hold an ideal; they hold an altruistic ideal. Usually, it could be about anything. It could be about homeless people. It could be about animals. It could be about something that's uh, where there is an injustice, but they hold it. And if you hang with them long enough, you can sort of get them to unfurl that flag and sort of let us know what it is that they hold. And um, and it's going to be different than the world's opinion. I think it's going to be that thing, like the minute the world believes we should help each other, because you know the world does not believe that, the entire world does not believe that. Um, the the minute it became as the thing that most people do, I think Aquarians would then decide it was time to um, to isolate <laughs> enough enough community. So you have that that similarity. Now, the Virgo similarity is where Virgos have a desire for the, the synergy to be connected, that all things are connected, but that, that it, um, in a way that is serving the individual. Like, they're seeing the individual grains of sands. Uh, they see the humanity, the human. Aquarians see humanity, not necessarily the human. The Aquarians see the global picture. They see... Like, you know, that phrase, they love humanity. They're not so keen on humans. Aquarians want to help the homeless, but they're not going to be making a bedroom available in their home for somebody (laughs) necessarily. None of us would. I'm not dissing it. But to make a difference in the global way is what they want to do. Where Virgo is more individual. It's more isolative, isolative, where they want to pull themselves in a little bit. Um, and once they've taken care of the rest of the world, they want to isolate. That's what happened in the mythology of Virgo. She, Astraea, loved being a part of the community until they started getting ugly. And so Virgo was like, mm. she said, I'm, I'm not hanging here, right? So when we're dealing with things like this, when we're in these sort of global pandemics, let's say, like we have them periodically, right? Um when you're in those, you're going to see how people deal with fear. And when you see how people deal with fear, you're going to start seeing how people treat themselves. You're going to see how they treat that little kid inside of them. Because if you're not finding the humor in, in this situation, if you're having a hard time finding light at the end of the tunnel, I'm not judging you for that. But I am asking you, if you had a child, is how would you alter yourself to be present with that child? And, you know, that's my gig, right? And I'm going to talk to you about that child here in a minute. But if you are scared, if you're feeling the worst of the worst, if you're in absolute terror, then what you've done is you've taken that little girl, that little boy inside of you, and you've agreed with them that they have every reason in the world to be terrified. And you've offered them no solution. You've aligned with them so that you're seeing the world exactly the same way they're seeing the world, and there's no overview anymore. There's no counter message that says, hey, we're going to be all right. It's going to be okay. 
Do you know how you lean for those words? You long, you long for them. You lean in when somebody says, hey, look, it's going to be OK. You kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it? <laughs> you know, I'm not just going to take your word for it because what is going to happen? And you take it all the way. What's going to happen if you did get sick? God forbid you get sick. And it's, it's, it's not a fun feeling no matter what virus is in you. The first thing that happens is you blame somebody else. It's just like death and dying, the whole stages of death. You blame somebody else because, oh, God, who did I touch? Who brought that here? The second thing is you blame yourself. You do. You get into this place of like, oh, my God, I don't know if I've kept my body good to do this. I don't know if I have it in me. And, and sometimes when you have the flu, you feel like you are going to die. This is it. And when you're in a place where you feel like you're going to die, as scary as it is, as lonely as it can feel, there is a point where you surrender to it. Because sometimes, and I've seen this with people that I've loved who've passed, that sometimes it's just too much. Like, I got to go. I, I got to go. Please, let me just please go. This hurts too much. I just can't do it. And so they go. And that's a fact. Maybe, you know, that's tough to hear or that's tough to be around. But there is a point. My point to you is we're all heading out at some point, right? Can you do as much loving self-strength support for the self as much as possible that you can then demonstrate and extend to somebody else in the meantime? Is that something that's possible? It's not going into denial. It's like, I think there's a serious thing happening in the world. But how we deal with it, how we share our sense of self with another, how we deal with our sense of okayness with another is really, I think, important to how we're going to live the rest of our lives. I just saw the David Ick, Ike, David Ike got banned from YouTube. I can't, I just can't stand the interview. I can't stand what he's doing. He's spreading a lot of conspiracy theories. And I know a lot of you got her, Christina, talking to a lot of conspiracy theorists, theorists. Um, and they're burning 5G towers and they're telling people not to get the antibiotic because it has nano things in them that then the government can always track us. Extreme paranoia, right? And that's fine if that's where you want to go. But again, that is how you're raising that kid inside of you. Because anybody that hears a conspiracy theory immediately experiences fear. And if that's what the food you want to eat, fine. I'm not here to tell you because I'm eating Cheez-Its. But if you want to eat that, I just want you to be aware of what you're eating and why. Because that is not necessarily giving your light to the sum of light in the world. And that's what I think we're about here. That's what I want to be about. That's what I want you to be about. That's what I think you are about. So if you caught it, and I'm going to sound a little corny here, but if you caught it, I want you to do some forgiveness work, starting with you. You're guiltless here. If you got cancer, you're guiltless. If you have a disease, you're guiltless. You've been lied to about your mind creating realities. They do create realities, but not in the way you're told. So every one of us has a duty and a responsibility to offer a little hope of letting go of this idea that there's some, that, that the opposite of illness is living forever. We're just passing through. And on the way, if you can offer that little bit of unhookedness to yourself, if you can just say, this is the reality I have, this is what I'm working with, and you can spread that to one other person around you, that's you giving your light to the sum of light. That's you making the difference that we need to make. And that is a personal opinion. All right. I'll tell you real quick about my journey. Um, Pluto opposed my son. Pluto in the sky was a Capricorn, 24 degrees. My son's cancer, 24 degrees. The moment it opposed my son, I was sick with empty nest something. <laughs> I felt like I was going to disappear in my room to an invisible microphone to people that I will never meet. Maybe you guys who I love, but I felt like I was going to disappear into nothing and that my brain was going to go and that my mother, who's the last vestige of genetics. I mean, I have two sisters and 
I do well with one. I despise another. That's just the truth. I can't stand the, the, I just, I want to do my life. That's what I want to talk to you about too. Anyway, here's the deal. I don't want to do the rest of my life ever having to decide that I like or don't like somebody because they have some kind of control over me. That's just it. And I'll go into that with you at some point. But the point is here, I watched my mom when I went to see her and she didn't know me. Now it's completely gone. And I had a chance to be really free because I spent more than half of my life in support of her emotionally, um, mentally. She was, and she helped me in some of my hardest times financially um, with no money at all. I mean, seriously, she would send me um, enough to just pay a third of mortgage that I owed when we had the store. It was really dark, hard times, but she was there. And I, I don't forget that. And um, I didn't want to go. I don't want my, I don't want my mind to drift away. I didn't want my, I didn't want to become that. What happened to her and watch the lights go out while she's still there. She's 90, she's 93 now. So um, I don't know. A friend of mine told me about um, this company, Charles Schwab. Uh, that has one of the biggest, most modern things, and they were hiring, and they're going to train, and da da da, and just like my friend does, and you know who you are, listening, lady, that um, <clears throat> she would send me on these missions, and then act like she's going to be with me, and then have a million reasons why she ain't going to do it. Because anyway, I'm there, here I am, and I took classes on how to interview, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it because it feels exciting, and I got an interview, right? And the first time I got an interview, I got a phone call, and this woman was like 14 years old. I mean, she sounded it and she's putting makeup on in the car and she's going, okay, so tell me something about you. And I'm thinking, I am so offended right now. I want to kill you. And this is my first interview. So I, she couldn't finish the interview. She said, I have to go. And I gave her something and I called her supervisor and reported her and said, I don't ever want to talk to her again. I don't want another interview if that's what it's about. I'm so sorry. But if it means costing me my job, sorry, I don't want it. And, you know, they apologized and gave me another interview the next day. That's funny. So first thing they told me at the place that trained me on doing interviews is like, please don't ever do what he just did. But I'm like, I'm not going to work for that company. When the 14 year old person in the car putting makeup on telling me, who are you with it? I like not caring. And then saying, got to go. Let's talk tomorrow morning. And I'm like, I ain't doing it. So anyway, got another interview, got in. Long story short, I am now the oldest sucker in a sea of 20, 20, there's 27 people. They were all in their twenties. Every single one of them. I was in my sixties. It was really hard. And I watched myself have to hold the hand of that little boy. Every time somebody would say, this is the new class <laughs> and you see their eyes and I did it. Bottom line, I did it. And I won't, I'll go into antidotes as we go through, but I did it. And I walk down the hallway and I see people that I graduated with in this little class and I wave and they actually wave to me. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I'm seen and I love it. And I like what I do. It's, it's a phone center, seriously. And um, I'll go into more details with that, but that's where I went, you guys. I did that. I got hired June 1st. And so... <clears throat> That's what I've been doing. And I was supposed to try to pass the series seven. So the first time I passed the SIE, the first part of it, the which is the security industries essentials, it was hard. And then the second time I go, I'm supposed to get a 70. I get a um, 63. I mean, I get supposed to get a 72 and I get a 63. And so you get a chance to take it again. I got a 70 and I needed a 72. So it didn't pass, right? And so um, they agreed that they wanted me to stay. I had to fight for it a little bit. And so they let me stay and I can take it again, the test whenever I want, but they're taking the pressure off. Amazing company. And they were the first to put me home so I can play at home. So that's a little bit of that. All right, sorry to bore you with that, but I wanted to let you know where I was. And I know a lot of you were wondering where the heck have you been? So I wanted to tell you a little bit about that. That's what I did. Don't even ask why I'm in that industry. I don't know, I hate everything about finance. I do, but I wanted that part of my brain to kick on. And you know what? I have to tell you, as a little shout out to John to help me study. He got so good at it, he's going to take the test himself. And he would yell at me if I missed something. That's just support that 
where the hell does that come from? Right. Amazing people in my life. I will always be grateful. Always. All right. I want to go over the week with you and then we're going to take calls. So callers, if you're on the phone, um, I need to put that link in the room. And next time uh, we're going to put it up on top of my little banner. Um, but it's a link that will tell you, let me do this real quick, um, where to get the form if you're on hold. And so I'm going to put this, it's going to be in the bottom of the room, you guys. Um, hang on one second. Looks like a lot of you got it anyway. Okay, good. Here we go. All right. And Christopher, you might have put it in there. I don't even know. So if you did, bless your heart. Thank you. And I'm sorry. But just in case, I'm going to put it here at the bottom because I can't see it. And I'm going to do this real quick. And then let me bring some people in. You guys are great. And thank you again for all the love and support. I just can't believe how nice you are. And I'm really enjoying this. Okay, so I'm going to come in. Here we go. <laughs> this is me being like, I just want to make sure you all get this link. And it's probably in there, like I said. Okay. And um, all right. And I'm going to comment and I'm going to put it at the very bottom. Susie Carr, I see your face, girl. How you doing? <laughs> Uh, good to see you, honey. Thank you. I already feel you. Okay, I put it in there, you guys, at the very bottom of the screen. Hi, Doreen. Okay, so let me see. Um, let me go over the week with you real quick, you guys, and then let's um let's talk, take some calls and see what we're up to. Um, you know it's a full moon. Everybody's been talking about the full moon. They're calling it the pink moon because farmer's almanac folklore associates it with the pink moss flower that you could see but the moon itself will not be pink so put that put any hopes away that you're gonna see a pink moon um mars and uranus are square now that means the two angry planets those are two angry planets they're fighting one's in taurus one's in aquarius is that right yeah so you're gonna feel that tomorrow if you haven't already if you have been losing your temper you could feel that tomorrow, especially if you're a Taurus or an Aquarius <laughs> and in other fixed signs like Scorpio and um, uh, Leo, you're going to feel you guys could easily feel that. And to, wherever Taurus falls in your chart, wherever Aquarius falls in your chart, you're going to feel it in those areas, the change. So be just be on the lookout for some of that. And I, I've been feeling it, too. Like I am not putting any. Um, I'm not putting any stock into people right now because if I told them what I thought, it'd be crazy. And then I go on and tell them what I think. So it's cost me a few friendships, you guys, this year. Oh, my gosh. We have plenty of charts. I shouldn't have even posted the link. <laughs> and so um, start here. Yeah. All right. And so um, I'm going to check you in the room before I before I move on. Veronica, how you doing? <laughs> I love your upgraded picture, too. Thank you. That's so awesome. Ah, thank you. Mary Jean. <laughs> oh, you guys look fabulous. I ain't putting my picture up there until I lose the continent. You know what I'm talking about. Sid, thank you. Oh, it was, girl. Thank you. It was great growth for me. You're so sweet. Thank you. And thanks for letting me do it, you guys. Everybody was so paranoid that I was doing, like, even my own staff, some of them were like, I'm leaving because I know you're going to sell. <laughs> I would never give up my one, too. It ain't ever going to happen. But it was a really personal journey for me. And I didn't know how to explain it because how do you tell somebody you're in a, you're learning finance, which you hate and you've always hated your whole life. And, but you just were, I was in love with every single day of my life being there. I have to tell you, <laughs> I mean, in love, in love, I walk, I, I, I would walk down these hallways and even people that didn't like me, because you could tell some people go to the other side of the room even that I was seen. I was, I was actually being seen. It was really, really an extraordinary experience for me. And then messing up, like being the slowest mind in the room, because I just did things different. When people would be, and they would teach us how to answer the phone and people would be like, um, what was the thing that would get me? Oh, when you go, how are you? And they go, fine. How are you? And you go, thank you very much for asking. And I would be really offended. So we had a whole class about what 
was the offense. <laughs> Why was that so offensive to me? Because I heard it as condescending and needy. And they and they changed it. So it was it was kind of cool. But they were teaching us emotional intelligence, right? Well, excuse me, I got my degree in that. <laughs> okay, you guys. Um, let me see. Ja I know he did. Evie, Evie, he did. He actually did uh, study with me for that reason. Um, okay, you guys, I am looking for any last minute comments. 14 years. Yeah, really. Um, okay, Christopher, I think we're ready. I'm going to try to see if Deb, do you see Deb on the line? We're going to take our first caller. Hi, Mark. Deb, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's so great to hear your voice and be here. That's so nice. It's really, really good to be here. And it's really good to hear your voice. You have a you have a birthday coming up, it looks like. I do. A little bit, yeah. Do you want me to look at something specific or what's going on? Well, you know, I think for me, I'm just trying to utilize this time and and just find the gifts in it. And if you could give me any insight of of mm -hmm. how maybe astrologically that would unfold for me. Yeah, I could actually. Your chart, you. This is great. Now, Deb is a Taurus, you guys, and four degrees of Taurus. That's early Tauruses. So you guys born um, starting on the 19th through the 29th. You guys buckling up your seatbelts. Now, Deb, I don't know what you're experiencing so far, but Uranus is sitting right on your sun. And it basically, when you're a Taurus and that happens, it can feel like there's an earthquake under you. And no Taurus likes that. Tauruses don't like that fast moving stuff. So it is a certain kind of opening that occurs in the brain. Sometimes at work, sometimes in, in the job it happens, sometimes in your mind it happens. But it is where suddenly there's a sense of isolation that's built, and it's funny that we're in a time of isolation, but it's a time of isolation that could feel that way emotionally too, where you're not sure exactly what you're connecting to. Um, are you experiencing some of that? Well, yeah, I mean, I moved suddenly right before this all happened. Ooh. And um, it's been, yeah, quite interesting, but good. I mean, all yeah. of it's, you know, all good, what I've right? been asking for and what we had predicted. Um, the last time we spoke, but, um, yeah, but I'm just, I, I just feel like there's, there's something I need to be pursuing or doing or yeah. connecting with, you know, relationship. I mean, all that stuff still, you know, it's always, um, but I'm just wondering if there's any like key thing, um, yeah. I feel like I'm all over the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, you have Venus in Pisces and you, and Neptune is exactly, now you have two planets being hit exact, your sun in Taurus and your Venus in Pisces. Whenever Neptune hits your Venus, it is like the world is now needs to be shaped by your dreams. It's like whatever your desires are, but in order to get to them, it sort of requires a, a an opportunity for you to sort of trust this, this inner dream, this inner desire. Um, it's a very watery time for you. It's one of those, even though Uranus is all about like the quickening and the change in the move, Neptune is softening you and opening you up to love and to things in your heart and things that you believe in. And this is, it's a ninth house Venus. So this is the time to look at your, the things that you would deeply, deeply love to provide. And it is about provision. This is a, somebody who wants to give something to the world. And Neptune is sort of, it's a very emotional sense of bigness that's around you. Like I want something bigger. Now, Jupiter's in Capricorn is opposing your moon. These are hugely supportive times for you. A bunch of people that could potentially come into your life. Um, Saturn sort of locks it down a little bit, makes it less fun because Saturn's like, we still have lessons to learn. So it's like Saturn move on so we can have some fun. But Saturn's staying in your seventh house, which, which could mean some lessons that you're learning relationally that still are sort of clearing out. But you really, really interestingly went through the worst of this. This is like one of those things where if you had fears and dreams as a cancer rising with your cancer moon, they are sort of being released. And there's a this new sense of freedom, of, of feeling of strength that I think is coming through. Now, we are seeing... Um, there is some kind of struggle you're having with the home, maybe feeling of being settled down. Maybe that's a little harder than um, it's supposed to be right now. Or maybe there's just too much going on where it's hard for you to ground in a little bit. Um, what are you doing to 
to ground in? What are you doing to, what's the reality look like? Are, are you feeling supported in general? Or I need to get a feel for what, what the reality looks like around you. Well, it's been a really good move. Um, other than the fact I have a lawn chair and a bed. But it's really made me understand and appreciate so many things and what, you know, what, what I really do feel like I need in my life, which has been a gift, but I feel, you know, I feel like I've got the financial support. Um, I, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to be doing something different in career and, and then, you know, just, the, the love things just dropped off, you know? And so, I mean, I really feel like I'm, that's part of my lesson. I'm growing and I feel like I'm ready for that. So yeah, I, I am that... really, you know, into the stay at home and I'm really d- diving deep into my practices. And, and um, so that feels good. Yeah. And I do think I get the feeling, see what you're describing is the true restlessness of Uranus on the sun. That's true restlessness. It's not like somebody walking around pacing. It's like, I, it's a, it's a general discourse inside you that says there's something more here for me. There's something better that I could have. Now that's doesn't mean it's not real. What it means is it's showing up as this sort of like not quite satisfied yet and not sure what's happening now relationships for you right now definitely saturn is saturn is doing a big block for you it's def, it there's a build up for them there's a desire for them but i think right now the purposefulness of them what they're going to offer you if one came into your life right now it would be mind blowing and i don't think you want that yet honestly because it's it would almost take too much time and too much energy but they are coming. There is a, you've got so much energy here in the seventh house that I'm thinking that when Jupiter goes into Aquarius, we're going to start seeing that door open. But right now it's way, you need to be, in my personal opinion, way more pragmatic. You need to make sure you're taken care of. You need to make sure you have a place to ground in. You need to be sure you have a place to honor that dream that wants to come out. That Venus Neptune thing is huge. And it does say love. It's like sparking love, but it's not because they're together right now. It's when Neptune leaves that now you're ready for love. Like you're being transformed right now, but it's a little early. Deb, if you could give this a little time, like let Saturn do go in back into Capricorn again, just to give you, a, it's going to ask you to be alone for a little longer. Then it's going to bust out in October, November into Aquarius. And that's to me when I think you're going to see this whole relational thing explode. But it is sort of reeking of too early right now. Please put some attention on making sure that every part of you is solid and good and and is satisfied. But relationships are the big excuse right now. And even if one came in, that would be great. But I wouldn't make that the end all to be all. What I'd say happening right now is changing you permanently. That is the gifts that are going to come from this. Oh my gosh. I mean, in fact, I hope you'll call us in a year next spring, next birthday, so we can see what exploded here. That's, that's in your benefit. That's going to just change you because it's happening. I mean, it's just so Capricorn is so stoic and there's so many planets there. We got to be patient in that seventh house of relationship. Does that help? Okay. Oh gosh. It helps so much. It always does, Mark. Thank you so much. You're so kind. Thanks, Deb. I'm wishing you the best. You know, of course, I wish everyone stay healthy, but particularly just stay well. There's nothing bad in your chart at all that says that. What it says to me is um, I want your focus to be about this magic that's about to come out and what you're about to give us as a gift. So bring it forward, girl. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Back at you, girl. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Hey, Mr. Christopher, we're going to talk to Patty. Hello, Mark. How are you? Hey, Patty. How are you doing? Good to hear your voice. My gosh. Good to hear your voice. Thank you so much. Your your birthday's coming up, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's so great. So tell me about it. Are you like... You have something specific you want me to look at, or you want me to just look at the chart overall, or tell me what's going on? Um, well, I'm hoping that I'm going to have to turn 57. So hopefully this is the year that I will have love 
and then my book will be published. Oh, oh, that is so good. You know what? I'm so glad you want those things because your son is in the third house, which means if you're publishing, your soul is happy. And Uranus, like just like what we talked to Deb, Uranus is at your mm-hmm. son's at six. Uranus is at five. It hasn't hit yet exactly, but it's going to explode that part. And you know that restlessness we talk about with Uranus and the sun? That's really building yeah. in you. And what it's going to do is dissolve any of the barriers or walls that have been in the way here. You're really about to change this in a big way. And I think publishing is more than publishing. It's going to be something that really is a, is a journey you're, that you get to go on that's going to change you. I love because Chiron's right there too. So this is big. Big, big, big. And it's happening this year and it's happening while we're talking. And um, Chiron is sitting on your Jupiter. I mean, if we were to run a Magi chart, it would be like this is one of those Cinderella aspects where you can have what you want. You just need to know what you want and, and it, you know exactly what you want. Now, let's talk about love. Pluto is at 24 degrees of Capricorn. Your rising sign is 24 degrees of Capricorn. What is going on? <laughs> All of this. This Pluto says, look, I got to take it. We got to strip you down emotionally to every fiber that you ever believed you had to work for love, that you had to work for somebody else. You had to work to prove who you were. All of those things come up. And so when Pluto is sitting there, there's two things happen. One, people get afraid of you. I don't know if that's happening, but they can when Pluto's there because you turn into like a Scorpio, you turn inward. And Pluto says, we got we to gotta turn you inside out. We've got to move you so that you can look at any judgment that you're having here that was a wound or that was a hurt, and we need to release it. You've been doing that for a while. It's really big right now. And I think what's coming through is the change that you've been hoping for that's going to be the one that allows you to bring not only love into your life and passion, but it also allows you the strength to say, whatever's prevented you from becoming published, that part of you dissolves. That part of you gets to be confronted and going away because when you're published, something opens in you. And everyone who's everyone who has a dream of being published knows this one. But those things are going to be challenged and they should be dissolving. So tell me about your experience. I guess what? You got I guess what? Um, this week I actually had a dream um, that I saw three books in my hands. And one of them is about a man, um, and I'm giving him this book or whatever. And I see I'm in like um, I see, I'm speaking into a microphone. Yeah. In front of a group. Oh my gosh. And it's kind of weird. Yeah. That is so good because the fears that happen when you suddenly are in the front of the room and people are listening to you and open to you. It's like walking through this curtain that you you used to think was a brick wall and you realize it's just a sheer curtain. It's nothing. I'm on the other side of it. That's what I want you to hold for this time period. And that's going to be your birthday gift for you. These planets are going to be, you're coming into your Saturn return. So this is the one that goes, this Saturn return is the one that says, I ain't doing the next half of my life. Like I did the first half all mistakes are seen. I can, it's like, I can see clearly now there's all the obstacles are in my way. I see them. I know what I'm doing. And that's the new you that gets to come forward. So that's your gift of the Saturn return. I really think all you have to do that all the planets are below the chart that are transiting. They're all underneath, which means you're doing this real personal transformation. And then the book gets to be your golden sort of voice that you share with the rest of us. And that's your messenger. And you have Neptune at the top of your chart. Your dreams are prophetic. Just like you have that natural psychic part of you, your dreams are really prophetic. So I'm loving that. I, and I knew that. Yeah, they are. I, really... I see. <laughs> you want to hear something just quickly? I love it. Yes. I see like, and in 2002, 2003, I had a dream. I threw out, uh, I threw out the first pitch of a baseball game. <gasps> and I had a dream. I was told that, you know, and I thought it was a very nice dream. You know, I thought, oh, I, I thought maybe something nice is going to happen to me. That's what I thought in 2003. 2005, a contest came on the air uh, on the radio. I was listening to radio. A contest came up saying, you want to throw out the first pitch at this no. such and such stadium? Did you get it. And I, 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 I said to myself, okay. Oh, I had a dream two years ago that I was going to throw out there. All right. As I mentioned, I thought of the dream. So two days after my birthday, I get a phone call from the radio station. 
<sighs> I'm I, I threw out the first pitch in 2005. No. Oh my! I didn't do God. I didn't do a good job. <laughs> and, I, and I said to myself, and actually it's in my book too that I'm writing about. Um, but I, I'm writing oh. that that I actually had a dream, um, and that when the contest came up, I said, "Oh, I had a dream two years ago." As I'm entering, as I'm writing, as I'm entering my name, address, and phone number, I said, "Oh, oh my God, I had a dream two years ago that you know." And I got a call two days after my birthday in 2005. Uh, and love- it wasn't such a great year. I, I lost my father that year. So the only good thing that happened that year was that I threw out the first pitch. You know, that's almost why your psyche gave you that dream. I love that. It's something to hold on to in some of our harder years. So remember the dream right. you just and guess had? What? Because, yeah. And, and guess what? In 2016, I had a similar dream. that I was told I'm going to throw out the first pitch. What? So I said to myself, oh, my God. Yeah, in 2006, I didn't win a con- another contest throughout the first pitch yet. But, like, that dream is, like, uh, still, like, Ooh. I'm going to have another chance. Yep. I you're think, another- I believe, do you think I'm going to have another chance? I think you're going to have another chance at throwing oh, that, that this year. This, well, I'm thinking the pitch may be the pitch for your book. I mean, it doesn't have to be, the, right. you know, it's a symbol. It could be a metaphor for the pitch you're going to do if you're throwing your first book out into the world. Right. Well, because I, I had a dream I gave the book to somebody. I love that. So, Patty, yeah. you got to honor those hunches. The dreams are literal or not. What matters most is the feeling they bring. And you can do that while you're awake. Uh-huh. So this year, pay attention right. to that sense of feeling and use that as your hunch. But this is one of the years where everything that was once structured the way you thought it was will change. And so if, wow. if your book is your yeah, dream. Like the coronavirus. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> I think that that's one of the reasons that some of the, we're facing some of this is that it's forcing us to look at what matters to us so that you can take action on that. And and this time, hold that intent. And listen, if you get a break on the book, will you call and let us know? Yes, I will. It's, very, it's a very interesting book. That's why. I've been writing it for 10 years. Oh, I love that. So see, that's one of those that, that is going to be like giving birth to a child. And that's why I'm excited yes. for you. And, and we can't, you know, let me see where Jupiter's going to be. Yeah, you're going to have just in two years, which is your dream sort of pattern, you get to have a Jupiter return as well. So you're in a great cycle. I just want you to stay with it. Enjoy it. Don't overthink it, though. It's going to be the one thing for you is you have a, you're a Taurus. You have that moon in Gemini in the fifth. And I don't want your thinking to replace doing. Just be, stay, Keep an eye on just making sure you're being pragmatic and don't distract yourself too much, but enjoy yourself. You're, but you're, is this the year that we'll find true love? Well, I would never word it that way because true love is one of those things that is so subjective and it's really so, yeah. let me see Pluto for you. Every year is a possibility for true love. I don't mean to be corny with you, but I think the big thing for yeah. you, the true love is being able to really appreciate that your life brings you these gifts. Fall in love with that right. and then let the person show up as the reflection. That's going to be my little esoteric um, so, answer. Okay. So right now it's like iffy, iffy, you know, with, with having somebody come into my life. It's very much your ability have somebody. to have somebody come into your life is going to be very much about you. You're like, you can make that the number one priority, but to have you show up and to give yourself the gift of a book and some of this magic that's going to be the most important excitement. And then the person can come or not. You won't even care. But the real gift is going to be trusting this part of you that's guiding you. And to get quit making something else, the magic. Make this ability you have your gift. That's what I would fall in love with, honestly. And let the person show up or not. But you're going to change this year. You're going to call me back and tell me what's going on. But I'm going to ask you to do that, okay? I will. I promise. All right. And I want you to have a beautiful birthday. You're such a sweet soul. Thank, Thank you. you so much for calling in. Happy, happy birthday, Patty. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Hey, Mr. Christopher, we're going to talk to Denise. Hello, Mark. Denise, <laughs> how are you? I knew I was going to talk to you because it just, 
um, I was on Facebook and I saw that you were doing a show and I'm like, holy cow, you haven't been on in so long. And I said, I'm putting my name in and I got it. You got it. (laughs) How could we say no to that Leo (laughs) smile? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So I work as a first responder and uh, I feel like it's starting to get a little crazy. Um, I'm um, a police officer. So, um, wow, Denise, how's that going? It's it's good. I mean, I like it. I I do like it. I've only been doing it um, for a year, even though I've been with the department for 20 years. Um, And I feel like I'm supposed to be there. But I just, you know, need to know, like, what should I expect in the next six months with, you know, this lockdown and, and how long it's going to last and how, how are people reacting? Because they're starting to, you know, it's starting to get to them. It is starting to get to them. Um, you're a Leo and you have Jupiter's son next to each other. You were born with this sort of lucky Jupiter gift. And it's in the ninth house, which means that your voice and your message is in your soul. It's it's everywhere you go, you teach somebody something. You're an inspiration and you keep that going. And that's and you have Venus in your tenth, which is service and it's next to Pluto. So you're doing a perfect thing, but it's your it's that part of you you gotta know, and I don't know if Leos see this as much as we see it, but this part of you that when we see you, you engender hope and you inspire this sort of like um sense of it's gonna be okay just by being you. And I want you to know that that's what we feel because you're walking around with Jupiter. You're you're hand in hand with Jupiter. You've always given that. I don't care if you agree with me or not. I know it's true. And number two, um, Jupiter is going to be in Aquarius. It's going to this year. It's going to go in in the fall. It's going to go into Aquarius and it's going to be opposite your Jupiter and your sun all next year. And that's usually when people make this leap of um, where the gifts start coming and pouring in for them. And so for you, I think it might mean not a retirement or anything like that, but I do think it might mean a different venue, another place where your your message is needed because your message is really needed. People are really leaning on you right now. and you have such strength. And I think that Saturn in your chart was born supporting that Jupiter sun. So that's really beautiful. Um, let me see what else is going on. Oh, my gosh. This is such a lovely time for you, honestly. Um, this is uh, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn in Capricorn are all trining all that Virgo in your chart. So you're really shining. I mean, are you getting recognized, Denise, for what you're doing? I don't know. I, I, I don't really know. Um, I guess everybody's in doing their thing and everybody's focused on that. But I think you're going to get recognized for what you're doing. And I think I don't know. How are you feeling about it? Because do, do you understand the part I'm talking about where people see some hope in you? Yes. Now, that is absolutely. So I live I work in a um, very impoverished area and um you know, I was talking to a couple of the gentlemen that were standing outside of a convenience store. And I had said, hey, can I ask you guys a question? I'm like, do you guys know anything about social distancing? And, and they're like, yeah, we're doing it and stuff. And then this one guy started talking about 5G. And it was funny because I started engaging in him. And, and he, we just started throwing out ideas, what he knew, what I knew. And it was like we connected. It was just, it was interesting, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, and I feel like I connect, you know, like with other people in that neighborhood, um, you <laughs> know, so and, and they, they already know who I am. And I've only been out there since September. Yeah. So you have a gift. Honestly, okay. I'm not just blowing smoke. You have Neptune right on your ascendant. People see something in you that is a part of them, but they in- instantly connect and they trust you. It's a trust thing right away. But then you, they know that you're there for their good. And that's something that I think that, I just want you to do what you do right now. Don't worry about things changing or what's up. Just do what you do. Know how many people that you're supporting and helping and just being who you are. That This is very essential. And then okay. we're going to see as Saturn gets out of, uh, we're going to see this October um, and September for you mostly, um, this incredible shift. Like you're going to get recognized in a way. And I can't wait for you to call me and tell me that. You're going to say, remember when you talked to me in April and I didn't think you were telling, I didn't, I didn't believe you. They just gave me a promotion. They're going to do something. 
that gives you some acknowledgement. This is huge because what you do is vital, not just because you're a first responder. And I mean that I'm not saying that just because you said that, even though that is really vital. What I'm saying is your chart is built for it and you're built for it because you carry a part of you that reminds people that it's that there's something else in here that they can believe in and that you and just in your smile. I want you to remember to smile when you see people. There's something that radiates from you that I think is very hopeful and it's very important right now. I hope that helps you and supports you a little bit in your journey. And really, on behalf of everyone listening, I know you're a very special part of the community that we're hearing right now. First responders are very important. And so just to accept the thank you from all of us that for you being brave enough to do what we're a lot of us are scared to do. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, so much, Mark. I really do appreciate it. Yes, everything resonates. And I will let you know. Uh, yeah, let me know how they honor you because they're going to. And you stay well, okay? I know you will. Thank you. You bet, honey. Thank you so much. We did it, Christopher. Um, we made it through our first show. It was so fun working with you. Thank you for that. And hey, you guys out there in the world, I'm going to take a look. I'll go when we sign off. Guess who's up after me? Another voice you haven't heard in a million years, Melissa Fry. <laughs> I was so excited Melissa agreed to come back. Do you remember Melissa? Remember her and Oliver used to do a team show together? We go way back. So I'm so excited that she's going to join us. Um, Tiffany just wrote they had an earthquake. Amazing. Um, so thank you all for being here. There's my little sister in the room. Hey, Denise. Um, it's happy. Sammy Joe, thank you so much. It's happy to be here to talk to you guys. Okay. I love you all so much. Thanks for letting my comeback be uh, warm and special. And next week you can be, you can just jump on me all you want in a good way or bad. I'll be here for you. Okay. Same time, same station, you guys, one, two radio. And also remember one, two, listen, will you support the gang? Stay tuned for Melissa Fry. I'll see you next week.